Welcome to another book on the shelf. We are here with episode 41. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we always forget what number, but it's fine. We do. We always do. <laughs> uh, we are still in quarantine, isolation, lockdown, whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, one of those weird little spring springs, but hey. Yeah, we're, we're all good, and all of our people are all good so far, so I guess we can't really complain. True. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can complain, and we do, and that's fine. Yes, but it's, you know, it could yeah. be worse, is yes. the point. <laughs> uh, so today's episode, we are going to talk about writing. Uh, we haven't had a writing episode in a while, probably November. We usually do a little NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Uh, which we were then going to do a uh, Janorima, but we all know that January was crazy. And then who knew yeah, it that? Did not happen. <laughs> who knew that we would have been like, oh man, January was so good. <laughs> right? <laughs> Looking back thought. on that, man, we really, we really wasted that Janorima. <laughs> we did. We really did. <laughs> but Whew. yes, we are going to just do a little writing talk. We obviously love reading books. Uh, and part of that comes from the love of writing and the action of writing and stuff. So we're just going to talk a little writing. Yeah. So to preface, I am still working full time, uh, but obviously at home all the time. Uh, yes. And Jen is not working no, full time. currently basically unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are surviving and good and fine. So, uh, obviously we kind of had a few weeks of just getting used to the new normal. Totally. But I feel like you have had some success in developing some new, some new writing routines. I have had quite a bit of success. I mean, I don't know that I would go so far as to call it a routine because (laughs) that makes it sound far more structured than it is, but I am getting like a solid couple hours of writing time in every day and... I've written quite a bit, actually, since this whole thing happened. So I'm averaging like a thousand, between 1,000 and 1,500 words a day when I actually manage to sit down and write. So. Yeah, that's super awesome. And I feel like. I'm going to have a manuscript when I'm done. (laughs) It's going to be crazy. And I think like the best part of that, it's, you know, in the end, it's not actually about the word count. It's if you're doing it every day, like that's what, what matters, even if it was five minutes or five hours. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, before, obviously, things were different, like commuting, working, and all those little things that are just make it so easy to not take Mm -hmm. the time to do that. Uh, My friend Katie, who also has a podcast that everyone should listen to, uh, The Otherwise Intelligent Woman, uh, she has developed, like, she has a really nice morning routine where she always writes for a little bit on all of her... Uh, I mean, she does a lot of, like, she writes for a living, lots of freelance stuff, but it's kind of engineering, technical stuff. But she is also writing, like, novel stuff for herself. So just having, taking that time every day for herself, and I'm always just like, oh, that's what I want, because I always see her little stories in the morning. (laughs) I was trying to develop that so much when I was still working, of, like, a routine where I would get up early enough to actually sit down and write. And I did, I did okay some days. Depending on what time I was working at, I could yeah. usually work at like 45 minutes or an hour before going to work. But uh, no, it's been nice to know that I have like a solid 
block of time. Like even though I don't usually end up writing for more than a couple of hours because I find that that's kind of my upper limit of Mm -hmm. sitting down and doing it in one session. I could probably – I'm sure if I broke it up and did like two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening, that would be – beneficial but any longer than that and I kind of like start to want to pull my hair out (laughs) (laughs) uh today thankfully my work actually was a bit slower uh don't tell anyone uh yeah uh so I've been doing uh some Skillshare classes just over the last little while uh but today I did one uh and it was just about creating a writing routine and because, of course, instead of just writing, I was learning about creating a writing machine. But that's a whole other... I mean, you know what? That's fine. It's a whole that other works. thing. <laughs> but it was just, like, a lot of the little... Like, that's just it. So much of the stuff that she was saying really made sense. And, like, she said even, too, you know, it's not necessarily about doing it at the exact same time every day. But having those little rituals that you get, like, that get your brain into sort of that mode. Whereas a lot of the times, if you're just like, okay, at 9 o'clock, I'm going to write every day. But then for the first 15, 20 minutes, you're, like, trying to get yourself into the game. Right. Whereas if you have little rituals to, like, you know, make your cup of tea, uh, you know, listen to, I don't know, you know, a Justin Timberlake song, (laughs) do a jumping jack, and then sit down, it turns into this Pavlov thing where your brain will then, like, eventually know to just get into that mode right away. Oh, interesting. And yeah, she's like, you know. So making a cup of tea is fully justifiable in every instance. 100%. And, you know, so like make the same type of tea and use the same mug. Oh. Like that kind of thing because it tricks your brain into it so that then when you're sitting down and you're like, okay, I am now sitting down and I'm going to write, you're not having to like, like, physically think about that you're just like oh this is my you know irish breakfast tea and my davis tea mug boom oh wait i'm writing oh i love that i'm totally gonna try that well and she had a bunch of examples of like because i guess i'm assuming it was in the on writing book but from stephen king he said you know i sit down with my cup of tea and my vitamin pill and i set my papers up in the exact same way so i'm guessing on his desk you know like the notebook mm-hmm. is on the left side and the pen is on the here and the what are like that kind of stuff just so that then your brain again it's like tricking your brain um, interesting yeah and there were a few other, who else was there i mean I, like i've heard about this for like bedtime routines as well so i totally feel like it there's yeah. something to be said for it well there's so much stuff too because she's like whether it's writing with the same pen or using a certain notebook uh and i think was a dr seuss like he always put on like this weird silly hat and I think okay yes so um when I was watching Little Women the newest version of Little Women yeah there's a moment um, oh my God. near oh, the end when <laughs> Joe starts to actually write like basically what ends up being Little Women yeah and she puts on this particular jacket oh. that like I guess like her writing jacket and I was watching that and I was like man I want a writing jacket <laughs> so like, I mean I didn't get a chance to really go search for this writing jacket because I only had like you know, two very busy months of not a lot of time to actually go out and search for an appropriate writing jacket. Cause like it would have to be comfortable enough that you're like not. Yeah. Like with your arm, you know, like, like restrained by it. Yeah. I'm doing the motion where you're like trying to stretch out your arms. Like, you know, when you try on a jacket to make yeah. sure you have like movement. Exactly. But I really want one and I just haven't had a chance to get one. Maybe, maybe this will have to be one of my uh, <laughs> quarantine impulse. <purchases. laughs> or maybe it's like, like one, like a certain like knit sweater. 
I mean, that could also work. Right. I mean, that'll just mean the problem with end up that knitting is, another sweater. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is the same problem with a jacket as well, but uh, I can't really do that in the summer because it's too hot. True. Yeah. Maybe a hat's a better idea. Yeah. Well, and I think, was it Lewis Carroll? I think he always wrote with a purple, purple ink pen. Oh. So it's just like that switch of like mm. everyday writing is say like blue, but like writing, writing was purple interesting yeah there are a few other authors that she gave examples of but i just don't quite remember but yeah like some just like those i was like oh wait that actually really makes sense like it's such an easy thing and it, and it is it's totally pavlov yeah which like i know a lot of people kind of forget about or might think is weird but no like that's totally it like as soon as you start doing it you just huh you hear the bell and you get hungry yeah <laughs> So I thought that was really cool. And yeah, I that think, is really cool. And that's definitely something semi right now, or just in general, like, it makes a little bit, that that's like the one task that I feel like I could do. Another one of the things that she was talking about was like creating your dream writing space, which is oh. doable, but at the same time, not really, even if we weren't yeah. like in a pandemic, because it was just, you right. know, she said, like, you know, like, close your eyes and imagine everything. And she kept showing all these pictures of these different offices. And, like, they're always by the window next to, like, a library shelf. And they had their little perfect desk and their thing. And they're this. And it's just like, well, my apartment doesn't work like that. So, like, that. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I don't have, you know, a second desk that can be my writing desk. So, like, that stuff, while probably is super great. And, like, if you could have that one day, would be awesome. That's not necessarily attainable. Whereas making tea in a certain mug every day absolutely doable yeah for sure yeah i mean i mean like i definitely have an idea of what i would love my perfect writing area to look like yeah but yeah i i live in a small apartment like <laughs> i don't even have room for a desk <laughs> yeah because well, like the whole thing was like you know like close your eyes and like imagine everything and she was talking about like you know she finds she got like a bunch of like inspiring prints that she put up and like little like fairy lights and stuff and i'm like well okay those are a few things that i could probably do mm-hmm. but well cause, yeah now i'm just thinking like i actually think i've noticed that i write better i've started i think because my sister and i are both home at the same time now yeah um in order to like do work or anything we go to our bedroom and like shut the door yeah just so that it's like blocking out noise and we're not bothering each other um and I actually think I'm writing better in my room with the door closed than I was because before I would just like sit on my couch mm-hmm. and write. But I mean, the couch, unfortunately, is also where I like eat all of my meals and watch TV and knit. So it's kind of got like a relaxation thing in my brain, I guess. True. So I'm not as productive there. So I think actually like sitting up in my bed with my bed made so that it's like clearly I'm not sleeping in it. Yeah, that, that's actually working better for me. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And also, I actually didn't light my candles today, but there were a couple of days where I was, like, lighting a candle. So now I'm going to, like, I'm going to incorporate that. I'm like, make a mug of tea, light my candle, get myself all set up in my bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's it's a really good idea. I'm just trying to kind of look to see some of the other uh, things she was talking about. Obviously, like, some, like, setting the goals, too, of just, like, yeah. You know, I'm going to write every day or, you know, for one hour. So whether that ends up being two words or 2,000 words, 
just some kind of a thing. Yeah, I have found actually the word count bowl doesn't work that well for me, I don't think, because it yeah. kind of discourages me. Mm-hmm. But I have been just like keeping track of what my word count is per day, just like not as like a way to, you know, say, oh, this was a bad day or this was like, you know, a good day just to be like, hey, I wrote words today. Exactly. Yeah. And this is how many it was, even if it's like, you know, 55 words, which is yeah. basically a few sentences. It's still something. Well, because like, I think like that's always in my head, too, because so many people, always, that's what they always talk about. And even, you know, with like NaNoWriMo, you have to try and fit your 50,000 words or whatever and all these different things. Mm-hmm. But what I find I do is that you have that one spark. So you like write those like few awesome sentences and you're like, oh, man, that was like a thousand words for sure. But it was like <laughs> 47. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So rough when I've had a like a moment of going at it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's gotta be a thousand words by now and I check and it's like two hundred and I'm like, oh okay then. <laughs> well even just like I find too that then after like almost every sentence, then I wanna count again. Yeah. So it's like slowing me down. I try to like not pay attention to it at all. I just sit down and I'm like, You're gonna write. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're gonna do. Yeah don't check I, I never check the word count until like i'm done or like i think i'm done yeah yeah another one of uh her tips was just obviously like the act of writing is the most important so mm-hmm. you know stuff like stream of consciousness writing where you're just literally writing out all of your words you know like whatever you're thinking about and or like where you would take a thought or an idea and just like think about it for a minute and then sort of like stream of consciousness write about that so that no matter what, like every day you're writing something. So as much as obviously you definitely have like a project that you're working on, but there's mm-hmm. going to be days where like just ain't nothing coming to you for that. Right. But you could still write for like an hour on like four different prompts and kind of just always just kind of have that stuff flowing. Yeah. And I've even thought about doing that for like when I am stuck to just instead of working on the project, like my novel, grabbing a problem from somewhere and just giving myself like a 10 minute stream of consciousness writing. Cause yeah. like sometimes it's not even about not knowing what's coming next. It's about, there's like some weird block for like starting writing. So if you're starting writing on something that doesn't matter as much because it's not part of like a bigger, larger project, it could just mm-hmm. like unstick that thing that's stopping you. And then it's like easier to switch over from that one to, the one that you're trying to work on. Well, and so many times I find with like prompt writing and stuff like that, you end up, you might actually have something that you can tweak and convert into something. So like all those notebooks, you know, like you keep everything because you're always going to be able to like pull stuff apart and like two years from now, put it into a story over there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because I find I do that with ideas a lot. Where I can't remember who it was that was um, that I was reading about. It might have been Ray Bradbury, who had like a notebook or something, and he would jot down little phrases sometimes, or like little even if it's just like an image or like something. And then mm. eventually he would say that they would work their way into a more fully formed story, almost like it's just like this little seed of something you wanted to remember, and eventually it sort of develops into something bigger. Because I feel like a lot of my stuff that I've made into bigger works has always started as something much smaller and then it's just sort of like and like over years it just kind of changes and they're like oh that's what that was trying to be this whole time (laughs) yeah well like that's why i have like a folder of notes in my phone where it's just if i like 
hear a sentence or think of a name or an idea or this or that. I always like mark it as in like capital letters idea and then that stuff because then I know too even when I'm when I was like um my sort of I don't know ragtag superhero whatever story Mm -hmm. like I have I feel like that's how most of that started was like little notes in my phone like that and I keep going through because there's like a few parts where like I'm still sort of stuck on like how to get it to like get to the next part but every so often you kind of have that one little idea so I just put them in there and then kind of like come back to them later because you can kind of I'm not like yeah forcing myself to come up with something but I know that like that's at least a sentence that might be something yeah, well, and that sentence could end up leading you somewhere else, and you could end up making connections between all these ideas that you wrote down that you didn't see right away, but that, like, your brain is always kind of working on without you even realizing it. hmm Because then you come back to it, and you're like, oh, that's the solution. I mean, like, because I hit the point in my current uh, work in progress where I had gotten up to the point where I had it, I had everything laid out to that point, and then I hit that point, and I was like, Oh, no, now I have to figure out the rest of the plot. <laughs> I don't know but why I books always have I to have, have plot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, <laughs> plot is the worst part of writing. No. It's just like, it just has to make sense. And, like, the, I'm so bad at any kind of timeline of anything at all. Like, yeah. whether it's a small timeline of what's taking place during the day or a much larger timeline of, like, the entire span of a novel. <laughs> like... I have a such problem trying to figure out the logistics of how everything is playing out and like the length of time it's happening over. And I still don't actually know what the time frame is going to be for this novel. Like I haven't decided yet how quickly <laughs> or how like spread out these events are going to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, is this the sort of witch story that we have spoken about on yeah, the pod before? 19, this is teenage witches. Nice. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. So I think it, I think it has a whole plot almost. Ooh. Climax resolution still a little, a little shaky, but that's right near the end. So I'm hoping that the writing of it will get me there. Love it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely going to require some going back and rewriting, but that's fine. Yeah, that's that's part of all of it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, again, just because Lord knows what has been going on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> I haven't been really working on any, like, old pieces that... I had going, uh, obviously, like, my one vampire story is, like, mm-hmm. done. We just have to, I have to do my part on the sort the of storyboards, because my friend's gonna, like, illustrate it. Uh, but then, yeah, the whole superhero thing. I know I've kind of had, like, a few flashes randomly while, like, walking around, so, like, I know that I have to, like, get back to that, and hopefully, that's kind of why I'm also trying to focus on doing some of these Skillshare classes right now, because yeah. I know that I'm not in the, like, solid writing state of mind but I am really feeling that creative getting their side of things nice. uh, and yeah so like even just you know I took one and it was just about trying to like journal every day but the prompt always started with today I noticed and then you would just oh, yeah, kind of like, I like that one. write about what you were noticing and you had to write for 10 minutes so whether it was you know something super profound or just like there's a cushion on my couch Next to a blanket. Next to a sweater. You know, like... But just kind of, again, like, keep you going. And hopefully tomorrow uh, there's, like, a flash fiction course. And, like, all the courses are really small. Oh, sweet. So you can kind of just, like, watch them in, like, half an hour or so. But, yeah, like, just that idea. Like, I think 
that's also just sort of kind of like idea wise where I really am at right now. Cause like, again, like I have so many little tiny things in my phone and they're definitely not anything that probably would grow into something big, but it would make a really good, like a little postcard story or like two paragraph thing. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Well, I think again, cause I'm just sort of trying to like work my way towards the writing thing. Uh, all of last week, you remember that I was randomly texting you books that I've heard of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I always enjoy, of course. Because, uh, yeah, I was just watching all these different interviews, and they were all film interviews, uh, which partially was my Jake Gyllenhaal obsession, but also, like, a lot of it was, like, French-Canadian film directors, which obviously I studied a lot when I was in school, and just kind of that was really getting me back into that creative side of things of just hearing about the processes and different ways that they came up with the characters and stuff like that. But so through all of that, like people kept mentioning all these different books. So that's why then like I kept, <laughs> and they were like very, very varied into their subject yeah, matter were. from, <laughs> from like slavery to like a play to, yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, they were just sort of sparking all those, like, ideas and thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, so, especially that one that I ended up watching. It was a Columbia lecture on James Baldwin. Uh, yeah, obviously, was, like, really a fairly prolific, like, playwright. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, so I'm sort of, that's where I'm at. And this one other thing that I was watching, so... This is like literally so beyond random and it seems like it has nothing to do with writing, but in my head it's like <laughs> has the most to do with writing. <laughs> uh, so I was just flipping again, like I've just been like living on YouTube, but it was, so the New York times every year they do this list of great performers. So it's basically like what they've deemed as the top 10 actors of that past year. Oh, cool. And they obviously, I'm guessing they do like different articles and stuff like that. But what they also do is they do these, little tiny shorts uh, with, like, a different theme. So I think, like, 2018, they had, you know, one of the New York City Ballet people, like, choreograph things for all the different actors and actresses to do these little tiny sort of vignettes of stuff. Oh, that's fun. But the one was horror, because I guess... So it was for 2017, which obviously there were a lot of horror movies that year. Mm-hmm. I think that's when, like, the first It came out and Get Out and all that sort of stuff. But Floria Sigismundi uh, did all of them. And this is me being a super Canadian music video nerd. Yeah. Well, because it seemed it came out like something, and I was like, oh my god, Floria! But, like, she did a whole bunch of tea party videos. Again, this is me being oh, okay. super Canadian. Like, tea party videos, Our Lady Peace. She did oh, She did Anna is a Speed Freak by Pure. I love Anna is a Speed Freak. <laughs> but she also did, like, Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. She's done, like, Bowie song, like, Bowie videos. I think she did Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. Uh, she did... Uh, one of the white stripes what was it probably white or uh, blue orchid there's some sort of orchid song about she has like a very even just by like listing those kind of people like she has mm-hmm. a a look and a vibe to her that right. is that sort of tea party Marilyn Mancy spooky vibe 
Yeah, 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 totally. So yeah, so she did these little horror videos, and it was they're all like forty five seconds to a minute or so. But like Nicole Kidman, Cynthia Nixon, uh, Chalamet, and Saoirse Ronan, Andy Serkis, obviously Jake Gyllenhaal. That's how I found it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Tiffany Haddish. Like again, like it was this huge list of people, and they're all like completely separate, just these little tiny things. And it was just like, oh, like that to me seemed like such an, a great idea of like something to write about yeah, or like, or even just a way to write. So like the overarching thing was horror, but then there's just these little tiny clips. So like if you picked anything or even just back to when we were talking about like paper houses and how that it's not really written in like chapters, but it's just these little tiny blips and sort yeah. of like sketches you're and gonna, pieces you're gonna of have to send me this because i want to watch them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're they're really really good uh cole kidman's like smashing eggs and dishes in the kitchen and <laughs> and yeah because that theme happened to be horror like they're all just like spooky and really cool but i just love horror yeah and so i think like i think maybe like that's what i'm gonna try and focus on for the next while is just that sort of flash fiction, little tiny vignette writing instead of trying to force myself to write something big. Obviously, I mean, I still need to work on the other stories. Like, it's not that I'm not doing that. It's just, I guess where my brain's at, just like kind of write these little things because as we've learned through kind of through this podcast, like short story collections or like all these different styles of writing that like that can still turn into something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an awesome idea. And also just, I feel like working on other creative things that aren't writing lets your mind be creative in different ways and lets you maybe approach your, not even approach your writing differently necessarily, but like maybe approach it more easily or like it gives you some other ideas, makes you look at it differently. Until, yeah, like on one of those classes, like they're saying for prompts, like search for photos that then you write either like a poem, a quote, or like a mini story about. Nice. And I feel like I've seen the whole, like, you know, like, write a story about this. But the idea of just, like, maybe writing just a quote or just a poem for it or something seemed very freeing. Yeah, definitely. And also just, like, thinking about, like, you know, photography has been, I guess I want to say, like, my longest running passion. I don't know if that makes sense. Or my longest running hobby. No, that that totally makes sense. <laughs> or, or, like, something like that. So, like, Listen, that would kind of... The person who has, like, perpetually has different <laughs> hobbies like just like picking them up and dropping them I understand what you mean <laughs> but yeah like that's the one that I've done since I was definitely in like single digits so if, like thinking back now like if I go through say like a whole bunch of those pictures from the last time I was in New York and sort of like take that context out of them of just being like this is just a picture I could probably come up with like a whole series of things but then that would actually turn into its whole own like sort of art piece where like there could you know if it was like a book there could be like a photograph and a some kind of something written about it absolutely you could even even like you could even do a zine yeah right like yeah absolutely this is this is what i'm thinking yeah i'm also just gonna write that idea down so that we don't forget (laughs) (laughs) because i've been thinking about zines quite a bit lately um Mm -hmm. because the um, this author, Sarah Maria Griffin, who wrote um, 
Other Words for Smoke, which was one of the, like mm-hmm. the favorite my favorite books that I read last year. Yeah. She has been making a bunch of zines, and it's like for her a creative outlet that's not writing, that's sort of like a little bit more ephemeral, not as polished, obviously, because that's the entire point of a zine. Easily distributed, you know, low yeah. cost production, and like it, they're easy and simple to make, and it's just like such an interesting thing such an interesting creative outlet that you don't have to put as much pressure on, I think. Well, but yeah. Still, like, like no really cool creative outlet. Yeah. And like, no one's going to be like, well, where are the other 400 pages of this? They're going to, yeah, exactly. you, you start with that expectation of like, this is going to be a little tiny thing that I read. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you can combine so many different sort of creative things in a zine. Like you can, you could write some stuff, you can create collages, you can, draw something you can you know cut out things from other things and just like mash it all together you paint mm-hmm. something like it's just such a good a good way of combining a whole bunch of different creative pursuits yeah and not having to like pick one or be too serious about it this is the moment where we trademark the another book on the shelf zine <laughs> <laughs> Now we're both just like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, and I feel like we, you know, we kind of, I mean, we've been lacking a little bit on the Patreon front lately. Apologies. Yeah. It's a pandemic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty sure it's just your mom. <laughs> okay. That's she doesn't mind then. But I mean, like putting together even a reading playlist for some of our book club books Mm -hmm. is its own kind of different way of approaching writing. So, I mean, I always make a playlist specific to whatever I'm writing. Nice. Yeah. That was the first thing, like when that one class, when she was saying like, you know, creating the routine and this and that, I was like, oh, okay. I know exactly what I would listen to right now if I was sitting down to write, like, because I know that would just like trigger me for sure. Yeah. I'm starting to think I need to have one song to kick everything off every time, like mm-hmm. the same oh, song. Yeah. Definitely. To like click me into it and then go into whatever my writing playlist is for that specific. I mean, like I've done things where when I'm writing one scene, I listen to one single song on repeat yeah. because it like has the kind of tone or mood that I'm trying to get in a scene. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also, I really like using Pinterest for basically creating a mood board for story ideas. Just to, like, really grab a bunch of images and throw them on one board that's, like, this is everything in this story. And, again, it's, it's again, more about capturing, like, a mood and atmosphere and kind of, like, a vibe. Yeah. Than it is about actually putting together, like, a, like, plot or even character that much. So I find that just helpful sometimes when I'm stuck to go back and look at it and be like, okay, right, this is what you're trying to go after here. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah. Well, for anyone that listens to the podcast, you know that we read a book called Paper Houses about yes, Amy, Emily Dickinson, and we're obsessed with it, and that was like a year ago, and we're still talking about it because I feel like that was just one of those like defining moments for me where for all the times that I was struggling with writing because I was trying to get to somewhere else because I didn't know that I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. And so then recently I binged dickinson 
which is the Apple. Oh yeah, I still need to watch yeah, that. The Apple TV Plus, Apple TV Plus, whatever, whatever the Apple thing is now. Yeah. Um, they're all pluses. Apple Plus TV Plus, does Disney? Yeah. I don't know, whatever. The Apple one, and it in itself, like, I literally watched the whole thing in one day, but its soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> was phenomenal. And, like, it's this super, like, kind of, like, rap with, like, Billie Eilish and Lizzo. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, which, of course, does not sound like it goes with Emily Dixon whatsoever. But I mean, I <laughs> fair, but I also feel like Billie Eilish could yeah. sound like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and because, it, and it has very, like, music video vibes. Which even, like, flashing back to when I was talking about, like, Floria, like, that was something, you know, before I even went to film school or knew that that was a thing, like, also, again, I lived in a small town and, like, all we had was much music, so, like, music videos, but, like, I knew all the directors. I knew all of that stuff, because, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there was also a moment for music videos that, like, I don't know if that's so much the case anymore, no, but like, and yeah, people like, are still, but like, there was a time when, yeah, you would like the nineties were music like, on. Yeah. yeah, the nineties were like a huge. Everyone was obsessed with music videos, and they they got. I think people were paying closer attention to them, and yeah, than maybe people are today. Well, and, you know, so many of you know the best directors, like film directors now, were music video directors. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, like Spike, uh, Spike Jones, Mark uh, Romanek, all that stuff. Who like, and they also a lot of the time write their own scripts, like film scripts and all that stuff too. So I think that kind of all comes together. And you know, when you think of uh, Sofia Coppola, like especially Marie Antoinette and stuff like that, like that sort of music video vision. Yeah, like that's how I see. Yeah, because it's very aesthetic, right? Like yeah, and like that's how I see. I see writing as, like, music videos. I don't know if that makes any sense. That does make sense to me, okay. actually. So, like, that's especially, like, right now. I don't now. know if it makes sense to when I was listening, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> it works for us, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so for, like, for, like, listening to that Dickinson soundtrack, that, to me, just says, like, writing. Nice. And it just kind of, because of all that, like, music video vibe-esque things... And I guess it's more just sort of, like, a realization of, like, say, like, exactly, like, way back in the 90s when I was watching all these music videos and wasn't even really thinking about writing, that's what was all going on in my head. Or, like, when I listen to a song, I know if I like it, if I can see a music video in my head, even if there isn't one. Oh, interesting. But so, like, in my head, clearly I've just written a music video. (laughs) That's awesome. And so, like, if I would just take that time and, like, write that little, like, sort of story out... That's a little thing right there. Done. Yeah. Amazing. So the moral of this rambling story (laughs) uh, is Jen writes real books and I have weird little ideas. (laughs) Which are still awesome. Yes. (laughs) I feel like a lot of books of poetry are just weird little ideas. So. Yes. Yeah. Have you, uh, so since the last time we were talking about writing, have you read anything that you were just like, oh, like, not hmm. like, oh, I want to steal that or, oh, I want to write like that, but that just that kind of like somewhat somehow inspired you to write or spark something? 
a little bit. Yeah. Um, in January, I read the Dictionary of Animal Languages, which, like, it was. It's funny because like I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like love love it. But mm-hmm. there was something about the way that it was written and the kind of structure of it that. Um, I don't know how to explain this, <laughs> but like, not that it was vignettes in the way that paper houses was, but there was sort of a little bit more of a, a like vignette kind of quality to it of like, almost like flashes of, mm-hmm. you know, this person's life rather than a sort of stricter chronological yeah type story that made me rethink the way that I'd written my last project that I still haven't yeah so I think now I can rework that to be in a shape that makes more sense for that story Mm -hmm. I like that nice instead of trying to I think I was trying to force it into a shape that it didn't really work for it yeah and so that just like sort of made something click and be like okay no you can do it this way which isn't even really going to be how Dictionary of Animal Languages was, but just something about the way it was written made me rethink structure and the way it was written that way. So, Well, I think that's like the good part about the books is that it's exactly that. It's not that you're, it's done something where you're like, oh, I'm going to rip that off and do it just like that. It's just the fact that it has sparked an idea. Yeah, exactly. It's just because it had such a particular style to it that I was like, oh, I see what's wrong with my current project then. It's just <laughs> that, yeah, it's just in the wrong shape right now. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Cool. So that was good. That's awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I feel like I don't have much, many other notes on writing. Do you have any other thoughts or feelings or... I don't think so. I think we kind of covered everything that I was thinking about. I'm really excited about um, trying to put together a proper writing ritual now, though. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I really like it. super stoked about that. I love that idea. Skillshare payment or subscription pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have a really awesome new ec- next episode coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. where we will be talking about two books uh, yes. from the Shale Project. I'm not going to say too much now, so we can save it all for the next time. Um, but just, like, the story of how we kind of found it and all that stuff was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. Uh, and we socially distant, distantly exchanged books on the weekend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> did a did a book drop. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyone who is writing or has thoughts on any of the stuff that we've talked about, you know where to to find us. Let's hear about your writing rituals. What do you like yes, to do? Please. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna manifest this right now. We will show you our writing rituals uh, over the next couple of weeks on our Instagram I'm stories. That. <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, thinking we should do that. Yeah, just putting our both of ourselves on the spot here for that. Absolutely. Uh, so we will sort of track and show all that stuff uh we've just announced our newest book club book it is the rural Yay. diaries uh by hillary burton morgan 
If you have ever watched One Tree Hill, you will know Hillary as Peyton, <laughs> uh, who we will also be eventually talking about on the other podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the book comes out May 5th, so uh, pre-order that now. Support your local bookstores. I've already pre-ordered mine. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hoping maybe kind of like ships a little early so it like arrives on time, but I feel like it probably won't right now. I was also hoping that, but yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, also because like right. Canada Post is having a whole situation right now. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. fair. Yep. But yeah, so uh, read along with us. Uh, we will talk about that book in the first episode in July. That's how it works, Yes. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. Timing and calendars. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes, it, <laughs> yeah, it's our May-June one, so we will, it'll be July 6th, it looks like. Awesome. So you got lots of time to read it. Doesn't matter that it doesn't come out yeah. until May fifth. Uh, yeah, but it's it's just a, a bit of a memoir on uh, I think her life, but also just her and her husband have a farm uh, where they just do farm stuff, and she does a bunch of witchy stuff. And I'm pretty sure like everything that happens in that story is just going to be everything that Jen wants to do forever in life. <laughs> I mean, probably it looks yeah. <laughs> Like, aren't they in Rhinebeck? Like, yes, yeah, they're literally like they're in Rhinebeck where like there's a big knitting thing. They have a candy yeah. store, they have animals. She does witchy things. <laughs> Sounds ideal, <laughs> honestly. Like, oh, one day, one day I'm gonna make this work for me, guys. Yes, but we will be back in two weeks, uh, talking about the shale project. Yes, yeah, so if even if you don't get a chance to read the books or can't get your hands on the books, you can go to their website as well, which is, uh, I think it's welcome to shale.com. I believe so. We'll have all of it we'll, in the show we'll notes have it for in sure. Show notes for yeah. sure. But there's also some little stories on there that you can look at and just sort of explore the world that they've built. So that's also something if you're not, you know, up for reading two books, you can still sort of dive in and see what it's all about. And I feel like they do, again, like we'll kind of talk about this then, but like a bunch of different classes on, mm -hmm. uh, since this is a writing episode on, world building oh, yeah, and things like, like that building. so yeah it's absolutely based off of the one that i have read it is definitely like an entire world of just like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah so. same like man pretty cool <laughs> so definitely check that out uh, but yeah uh stay home stay safe and we will talk to you soon <laughs>